Hi, guys. Before we launch into this very fun episode, we just want to... Action-packed episode. Totally. We just want to remind you of our partnership with Studio Sweden. They are makers of a very fine, very cool headphones. Great qual, looking awesome. Totally. That's you when you have them. You're listening to In My Feelings on repeat on these headphones. Like, picture yourself. If you go to their website um, and use the code clear eyes, all one word, you can get 15% off your order. Um, they have international shipping. They have like every kind of headphone you could want. It's and you can pick your colors. You can choose your accessory colors. Everything is awesome. And we totally recommend. So um, studio.com and our code is clear eyes and have fun with your headphones. Welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Plus Booze, the podcast. The penultimate <laughs> episode. <laughs> this is, we're also like almost done this whole thing. So we're trying to like milk every last drop. Actually, we're really not trying to milk every last drop. We saw we're an opportunity not. and we took it, but we are not going to milk no, it. The milking ends here. Lord knows we could, but we won't. Um, this is a sort of like precursor to the finale where we just want to wrap up loose ends yeah we uh need to atone for our sins these are our confessions um and we want to just like take it just like be have like a fun episode we're just gonna like do a handful of random things we're gonna talk about the deleted scenes from this season two which is fun um, um, we're gonna do a quiz later to, do true, quiz. to find out who our true Friday Night Lights character is inside of us. Um, and we're gonna read your reviews. We had a bunch that came in, in the last couple of weeks, so we want to give them their time to shine. <laughs> want to do a review? Review? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We used to do review reviews. It's been so long. Uh, okay, so should we? Like we can review like, these reviews. I think I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just say blanket positive reviews all around. Like I'm reviewing these as positive. Okay, so reviews. then in that case, let's just do a review. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like a lot of these like were awesome and also like felt good to hear. Like at the end of this journey where we've been like, like oh, it wasn't all for nothing. <laughs> totally i kind of feel like when celebrities are like if one if i could touch one person's life with my work like it, it's all worth it and so i i feel like that's the case so it's all been worth it yeah um do you want me to go first with the first one yeah and then we'll take turns okay so um this is an email that we got the subject line congratulations and thank you so double Special. whammy um from um, a person named Vinny. So thanks, Vinny. Uh, congratulations on completing your Friday Night Lights journey. And thank you for all the quality content. You're mm. so welcome. <laughs> I listen to every FNL podcast and Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze is by far the best. Are you ladies professional broadcasters? The production value is superlative. The conversation captivating and your opinions are rational and thoughtful. Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze has given me a new perspective on one of my all-time favorite shows seven years after the last season. For that, I must express my reverence. Good luck on all your future endeavors, and if you're ever in San Francisco, he would love to show us around. Wow, that's really <laughs> kind of you to offer. And to answer your question, we are not professionals in any way. Not um, even in our real jobs, except if you can believe that we've it. got some headphones to try that's as far as um goes to be professional but we our producer mike may's mm -hmm. brother who really does the heavy lifting i'd say he did go to school he did for this and he does something like this for an actual job so any kind of professional like cred has to just go to mike yeah if he taught us how to use everything um, it's honestly, every time we set up the gear, I'm like, 
amazed that we can I, that do it. That it works yeah. every time. Yeah. In the early days, we literally would like be sitting there with like something not working and I would like call him and be like, okay, so this thingy isn't going into this yeah. thingy and like this light won't come on. And he'd be like, literally restart, restart. the computer. <laughs> and it worked every time. Pretty much. Okay. So the next review is called delete every podcast that isn't this one and the <laughs> reviewers named friday night cries which relate uh, yeah hits me on a deep level <clears throat> okay so the review goes as follows this podcast truly changed my life i know that sounds dramatic and whoever is reading this will probably disregard this comment thinking it's an automated review <laughs> but i mean it a year ago i took a job i didn't want and moved to texas when I moved, a friend told me I had to watch FNL. I groaned, thinking it was something I could never get into. Now, a year later, all I can say is thank God for this podcast. It sounds pathetic, but Mary and Katie have been the only friends I can count on throughout this year. There have been countless times where I've questioned whether it was worth it or not to call it quits. Rework, FNL, life. But I always stuck around and queued up another episode of this great podcast. Their banter is hysterical. Read smart. Their analysis is spot on. Read, Julie is the worst. Is Tammy a feminist icon? Does Coach wear <laughs> mascara? Who's to say? And their alcohol is cheap. Read, hell yeah. I can, ex- I can respect all of the above. I'm saddened to see this podcast come to an end soon, but I'm appreciative of all the laughs I've had throughout this past year. They've helped make it worth it. Clear eyes, full hearts, plus booze forever. Texas, A, not so much. Mary and Katie, thank you for this gem. That's really I'm meaningful. Like crying. That's really meaningful. Um, congrats on your job. Moving to a place where you don't know anyone is it's very scary. Yeah. Like Katie and I have talked about it on this podcast before about how when we like went to university, even though like granted that's not like moving yeah, a, as an adult to yeah. a different like country or whatever. And I didn't even move that far, but we all like have our own issues when it comes to like having to start over somewhere, start mm-hmm. something new, and like, it's always horrible. Like even just starting like a new job yeah. in the same city can be like traumatic mm-hmm. and hard to deal with. So kudos and, to you, you're doing the most. <laughs> yeah, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I hope that. Yeah, I'm happy to hear about the podcast because it's like podcasts have definitely helped me totally. get through dark days at my job as well. So keep doing what you're doing unless you don't like it. And then no pressure to keep doing it. Do what you want to do. Yeah. But keep listening to podcasts. They are a guiding light. Yeah. In especially our dark by world. women. 100%. All right. Um, the next one. Whoops. Whoops. Careful. The next one. Is called like watching with two good friends, um, by H. J. Rains. It sounds like a book. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you have you seen the episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when um, Scott like prank calls Chris Jenner and she's like, "Auntie Chris, it's me, it's Todd Cranes." <laughs> And he does it over and over in this, like, really weird voice. And she's like, who the fuck keeps calling me? Anyway, that's what this name reminds me of. <laughs> Andy Chris, it's me. It's H.J. Reigns. That's awesome. All right. Um, the review is as follows. I'm going to play you the clip after we finish record. I love this podcast. It's like watching the show with two friends whilst drinking wine. What could be better? Nothing. True. Except sour beer. True. Yeah, we've sort of like, we've drank so much wine during this, these two and a half-ish years that like, I can't really drink white wine anymore. It's it's a hard sell for me. Yeah. Um, a sparkling wine is still a go. Yeah. Um, I crave like a fizzy thing when i drink wine now i'm just like what is this flat weird drink it's very strange anyway speaking of that the next um review is called hilarious and addictive from white wine blend (laughs) um this podcast is hilarious and i can't stop listening since i found it the wine reviews are awesome and listening makes me want to drink wine on my way to work 
if you're taking public transit, go for it. If you're driving, don't do that. <clears throat> that was my editorial PSA. Um, I miss this show so much, and listening to the podcast fills that Friday Night Lights void that I can't seem to replace with any other show. Texas Forever. Yeah, Aww. it doesn't really, there's no really any other show that is like it. No. We're going to talk about the deleted scenes after, but we watched a like behind the scenes, like sort of recap of the show as a whole. And they like talk about how like different it truly mm-hmm. is from every single show. And um, it is just like a lot of like white people, like, like touting their accomplishments, but it truly is like unique in terms of how it was produced, like how like just interesting it is. And but also just to watch it, it's unique in like how, I don't know, like the way the characters are treated. Mm-hmm. I think it's very honest. Um, so it's like not surprising when it's just like, Nothing fills the void. And when people watch this show for the first time, you're, like, sucked in and you, like, instantly love it because it's yeah. just so different. Yeah, I was the same as that other person where people are like, watch it. And I was like, why would I want to watch it? And then when I did, never looked back. I know. Literally changed the course of your life for three years. <laughs> um, truly. All right. And the last review is just titled Love It. Love It. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the, like, reviewer's handle. L.J. Monk is my guess. Oh, I wonder if that thunder's gonna pick up. It's a spooky night (laughs) here (laughs) in Toronto. (laughs) There's, like, an epic thunderstorm. Epic, with a Y. (laughs) Totally. Um, so this... Last review, I just finished watching FNL for the first time. I'm so happy this podcast is around to continue feeding my love for the show. I love to hear women's perspectives on a show that maybe is not characterized for a great representation of our genre. Thanks for your insights. That's nice. You're welcome. (laughs) Our pleasure, (laughs) truly. And yeah, I think... um, even now, like a lot of the writing is still, I think about it is from dudes. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, changing the game. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I would like watching like the, the behind the scenes stuff. It's like obvious, like who works in television. Um, and that was like 10 years ago seven years ago at this point and it's only like in the last year that like this kind of stuff has like representation in television and like hollywood has really like come to a head it's been simmering and then yeah i would say like it's become a more mainstream conversation yeah when before it was just like a um like an unspoken yeah Thing that maybe like the public or the TV viewers didn't know or care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would have been interesting to see the last two seasons with a more diverse writer's room and maybe wouldn't have had so many cliche totally um, incidents, like especially dealing with the Vince stuff. Yeah, like drugs and gangs and whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, especially for like the show being so uh successful and how they bridged season three to season four and introduced a whole new slew of characters and a whole new like side of town Mm -hmm. which in itself is a kind of problematic take um it would have been like it was done so well and is like you know been heralded as like a successful move that it could have just been like that extra bit better if Mm -hmm. representation was there <clears throat> but it is what we what it is. Connie Britton is now on the front lines of every major social issue. <laughs> literally, the front lines. Yeah. Um, giving up plastic. Love to see it. Totally. I wonder how she's doing on her challenge. I will send her a well worded email and ask how she's doing. I wonder what she thinks of the straw man. She probably loves it. Unfortunately, you know what. She will probably love it now, and then she'll come around. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she's 
the best. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Dirty John. Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. Um, so those are all our like reviews and emails that we got over the last like little bit. Um, thank you to anybody who wrote a review during the course of this. Um, you're lucky enough to have it shared with the world. Anyone who leaves a review after this, sorry. Yeah, it's just you're out of luck, essentially. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um. So what do you want to do? Do you want to... Oh, actually, this is coming out of left field. But we got this tweet a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like going off on what we were talking about, how the boys in Friday Night Lights need the queer eye mm. um, men. And then oh, yeah. she suggested some other like TV shows that the queer eye guys could make over the characters. <laughs> so maybe we could talk about that. So the tweet is from Judy Jetson. And she says, after hearing the latest Clear Eyes pod and their thoughts on what the Fab Five of Queer Eye would think of some FNL characters, I need a podcast about the Fab Five helping TV characters from tons of shows. <laughs> so the suggestions she gives are Parks and Rec, Gilmore Girls, Dawson's Creek, and Saved by the Bell. Oh so, my god. Really, my expertise is, goes as far as Parks and Rec and Gilmore Girls, but I feel like we could have a field day with that. Um, it's It would be overwhelming. If Amy Poehler met the fat, or <laughs> Leslie No yeah. met the fat <laughs> five, she would die. Love it <laughs> it yeah. would be too much for her, but in like the best way like that episode well she when she's like i'm kind of a gay icon in potty <laughs> yeah. when she married the penguins they'd love her first of all yeah they'd be like they'd be like that's fierce that would be like the like slow like lesson of the episode like mm. everyone takes like it down a notch and they really talk about like marriage equality in the yeah. country um and tan would like need to help her with her clothes of like all the montages of her like modeling outfits for Anne, and yeah. they're all like crazy or when um april has to like dress like her oh, in yeah. one episode and she tries on all her <laughs> pantsuits um i feel like jonathan would see leslie nope's like hair in season one and make it look like how it looked in like season five immediately yeah, like you can tell the minute she gets low lights. Oh, the, she, the game like, is changed. Like even Joe was like, "Did she get a haircut?" Like he doesn't know anything, but he was like, <laughs> "Did she get a haircut?" Like her hair looks really good. Um, um and, and also Jonathan would like run his fingers through Ron's hair. I was gonna say like, Ron, Ron has such thick, like beautiful, lustrous hair, and Ron is like gonna would just like be the like daddy that they'd all be obsessed with, and they would yeah. like run around his office and like make him so mad i wonder well i was gonna say like he wouldn't wear an undone button up he would just wouldn't yeah he wouldn't do that but there was like an episode the australia episode oh yeah where they give that farmer like kind of a shawl collar sweater yeah where it's like and ron would wear that he would it's like kind of like a professor right and it's like still like fisherman knit or something so it's still like you're a trades person or you're like he could get like um him like an artisanal one made by a local craftsman out of like hand reared sheep that (laughs) then ron would eat yeah antony would help ron cook it (laughs) antony would be like i'm gonna step aside and let you do the grilling (laughs) he's like normally i'm the one that teaches but today i'm just gonna learn yeah he, how many times does he use that excuse like did you watch the nailed it yes where, where he didn't judge. even have to it's cook like, joe was like he wouldn't be able to do it and no. everything would come crumbling down right so they like it was constructed in a way so yeah. that he didn't have to like expose himself to the world no shade but is there anyone else they would give a makeover to i mean andy I mean, they could have fun with that house. And I think, like, Anne is, like, in the like in the first seasons is still kind of, like, a little bit, like, insecure. And that would be, mm-hmm. like, the ideal candidate to, like, overhaul, like, every aspect of her life. Whereas, like, yeah. characters like 
uh, Leslie and Ron already are confident and like know who yeah, they are. But that's Anne true. Like, would they, be that's like their style. She would be the best well-rounded candidate, I think, to be to benefit from the Fab Five if they were doing like an episode or something. Yeah, I was gonna say that like everyone is perfect the way they are, but yeah, Anne is not confident. Yeah, I think that's like the difference. Yeah, or even like. Maybe April would nominate Andy, like, just to get the free stuff. Yeah, like an apartment <laughs> renovation, yeah. which is, like, why we're all nominating each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then in terms of Gilmore Girls, I mean... The first thing I thought of was fucking Lorelai's fucking wardrobe. Well, I was thinking that, like, Luke basically got oh. everything he needed from that audiobook, which is basically what Karamo does. Mm-hmm. Um but like the flannels, the hats, like the it, apartment. Yeah, it's a um, rich area for makeovers. He would be a great um, like person too because like his house, his like business living situation is so unique. So they'd be like, "We're making over the diner and mm-hmm. your like little weird apartment." Anthony would be like, "This menu, like, really, you haven't changed it in so long, have you? Like, Why would I'm you? I'm going to show it? you a couple fun little dishes." <laughs> And that it's you like, can attract more customers with. It's like peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is like a lean turkey burger instead of a hamburger. Yeah, like on a lettuce wrap. <laughs> also, um, TJ could do a oh, makeover. Oh my God. So TJ would also be like a sort of good candidate just because like he's so rough around the edges, but again, exudes confidence. So like doesn't necessarily need the push, but he would like, they would come to him and they would like, you know, start to make him over. And then he would literally join their group and they would be a group of six after. Yeah. He's so, he's a unique man. Yeah. (laughs) He's Um, like one of the most unique characters. (laughs) Um, Jackson could have a makeover. Yeah, he's pretty stuck in a rut. Totally. Oh, and his decorating. Oh no, that was that was Suki's that was decorating. Su- Suki. Yeah, true. What other men are there? Like Dean. <sighs> Don't even get me started. Maybe Dean if doesn't Dean... deserve the Fab Five. Maybe season. Maybe he met them in between <laughs> season seven and the reunion, and that's why he's so well adjusted now. Yeah, or he could have met them before every all this shit went down, and then he would have been prepared for like a, being a responsible adult. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Ever think of that, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> That's all I was gonna say. Uh, while we s- sit here sipping our delicious drinks, we're gonna tell you about in two seconds. Um, just another quick reminder that if you need headphones, well, we know where you can get some headphones. Um, Studio Sweden creates beautiful headphones. They sound great. They have lots of wireless options. Yeah, and we can say this because we've tried two different kinds and i know that the wireless ones are like no like there's no comparison between them and my apple ones i don't have the airpod but i have just the the regular white ones ones. and like picture this (laughs) you're in a change room and you're trying on pants and it's a horrible time but you can listen to a podcast or a song that makes you feel amazing and you don't have to mess with the cord because your phone's in your bag and the headphones are on your ears. Wireless headphones are also a very good like um, like assurance that you didn't lose your phone at mm-hmm. any point during the day. That's true. Um, so if this sounds like something that you would benefit from, <laughs> um, go to but studio. But you also want to look cool. Studio.com. Our code is clear eyes, all one word, and you can save 15% off your order of any headphone you want. They even have pink ones. Yeah, they especially have pink ones. <laughs> um, so, yeah, while we're drinking wine, you should be browsing their website. Yeah, you should have already clicked on that link in our bio. Mm hmm. 
I would. <laughs> so we are drinking sour beer this ep. Duh, as usual. Um, this one we're drinking right now is like very fancy because it came in like a big bottle. So mm-hmm. we're drinking it in wine glasses. So it feels appropriate for the podcast. Yeah, it's like blood red. It's the most vibrant shade of red. I was like actually shocked when it came out because normally like. You know, when a beer is like flavored or like it's like a raspberry or an apricot, it's like a wheat beer. So it's like yeah. yellow. It's but, just like you have to um, imagine it. But this is like fuchsia. It's like just <laughs> raspberry juice is how I would describe right. it. Right. So it's a raspberry sour from Nickelbrook. I the bottles over here. Nickelbrook is in Burlington, which is just down the road. Yeah, so again, local, which is good for us, but also kind of sad for you guys. But you can just like relish in our joy. And like, there's they're not they're not reinventing the wheel here. Like you can you find can this definitely in your area. Get this anywhere. At Trader Joe's, you'll be able to find for it. For sure. I'm sure. Um, like something like this, we mean. So it's like a Berliner Weiss style, which is like a sour wheat. So again, like when you get like a raspberry or apricot or whatever, it's usually a wheat beer. This is like that thing. And then like turned on its head and made trendy and delicious. Um, it says we've put our own modern twist by adding heaps of fresh raspberries for a massive fruit explosion. That's accurate. I totally agree. With gold medals in Canada and the U.S., it seems oh. we're onto something great. Oh, maybe you can buy this in the U.S. Well, no, they probably like have a contest, and then Nickelbrook like made the trek. Oh, that's my guess. Nickelbrook. Um. So yeah, I guess the ingredients are just beer and raspberries, because. Well, we did make an interesting discovery about lactobacillus. Um, which is what makes sour beer sour. That's also what makes um, like lacto fermented like pickles mm-hmm. fermented. So it's just we therefore draw the conclusion that this beer is healthy. Yeah, it's, it's introducing a good food. bacteria into our digestive system. So if you want to be healthy, drink sour beer. And you can also alter your microbiome, which you basically have since birth, by diet. There's a lot of things that don't impact it, but diet does. So eating and drinking certain things can help, like, alter your microbiome to make it, like, stronger. And there's also a lot of research about um, mental health and your gut bacteria gut bacteria dictates like most things about your like body body. yeah (laughs) like it's crazy um yeah just something to look into um maybe reach for that kombucha instead of that pop i know it's like four times the price but you're doing your body good and it is delicious. I had that spicy lemon flavored one. And it was so fizzy that it didn't stop bubbling like the whole, whole time, time I drank it. Now that I'm going to have so much extra time after this podcast ends, I'm finally <laughs> going to set up my continuous brew kombucha system. Good for you. And then I'm going to just glow. I'm going to glow the F up. Maybe I'm going to get back on making kimchi. I haven't made that in a long time. Anyway, um, I would give this drink like a 10 out of 10 if of any rating system ever on earth. Like I literally did not expect it to be this. So I think that that's another th- reason why I like it. Yeah, it's amazing. I'd buy it again. It tastes like an actual raspberry you picked from the woods. It just tastes like a raspberry. Yeah. I can, like, if I think about it hard enough, I can, like, chew a seed. Totally! Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get to the main event here. Mmm. The deleted scenes. Yeah. Um, so the first episode that there was a deleted scene for was expectations which is close to the beginning I think of it's the, the season first episode okay so um, the first scene is tim 
in jail man bun. Man bun! It's like a cute little bun. I feel like we never really saw Tim Riggins with his hair up when he was like outside never, of prison. Never. He adopted a new style for his like his new life. Personally, I like a man bun. I know they're controversial, but... I have always liked a man bun. I like a man bun. I like Tim Riggins. What's their... You do the What's math. the problem? <laughs> um, and he's talking on the phone to Becky, basically telling her to stop calling and visiting. Right. Which would probably run parallel to the incident that he had with Billy, um, where he tells Billy, like, don't come here anymore. Um... Basically, Tim loves to be a martyr. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all, right? Yeah, and, like, he's just... uh, He's like, you're never going to have those high school days again. Sad. mm -hmm. But Um, he's also coming to these, like, realizations himself. Because he's in this position. Yeah, Yeah. so he's just, like, saying, like... He's like, treasure your youth. Like, trust me, I know from experience, like, this is not worth your time. And also, you know, he has now a pension for the dramatic Mm -hmm. because he's had to, like, wallow so much in his, like, feelings that... It's all he has. That, and we know... And he's always been a moody type of dude. Brooding. Yeah, that's what they say. And we know, like, when he gets out, like, he's just... It reads as being overdramatic, but obviously it's just, like, how he... Like he's stewing. He was stewing for like a year. So he's just basically saying like, move on.org. Forget me. Um, The next couple scenes are horrifying. (laughs) Um, Well, well, we have since become (laughs) team Julie aficionados. Because like, this is like, we're running like, Julie and Tammy's like stories are running so parallel and we're like, we hate Julie. We hate Tammy. We love Julie. We love Tammy. Like we don't know what's happening. And this is even more confusion. Confusing. They're at Walmart. I thought they were at Sears. Oh, maybe there was something blue that like made me think it was Walmart, but maybe it could have been Sears. I just think like the way it was all set up was Sears. And like Walmart doesn't have bed displays. Doesn't it? No. I don't know. Um, they're looking, I thought it was Bed Bath & Beyond for like a hot second. And then yeah. I'm like, no, they are getting stuff for like Julie's dorm. And basically they're having a fight in the linen department. Cause like Tammy's like, Oh, you get like this full bed in a box. It's everything you could want Bed in a bag. Like that's just what it's called. Oh, it's like in a zip bag. Yeah. And it's everything you could ever want. It's like, Duvet, sheets, pillowcases, blah, blah, blah. It's like the whole kit and caboodle. Like, just add water and it's a bed. Yeah, like, it's... I think she's just, like, one and done. We're gonna get you this basically, like, disposable, stupid thing. Mm -hmm. And then Julie's like, this comforter speaks to me and I'm starting a new life and this is like how I foresee my new life. Right. Which is, like, outrageously expensive. It was $400. But it is like Tammy not being able to let go and Julie being like, I'm an adult. Like, I want an adult thing. Right. And it's also when Tammy's like, no, I'm not buying that for you. Like, it's just not economical. It's crazy. It's so expensive. Julie is then like, this is my decision. I want this to be my choice, which is sort of like her. It's not about the duvet. It's about the university because we learn later that like this wasn't Julie's Mm -hmm. like choice of school to go to. Like this was something that made Tammy happy and it was like a sure thing and it was like a last minute you could do this. So Julie trying to have things that are actually what she wants are is important to her in a whole scenario where this none of this is what she wants Mm -hmm. but it's also like it's not it's bratty but it's also just like that undeveloped teen brain syndrome where you just don't understand why your parents won't spend four hundred dollars on a fucking duvet yeah and it's like yeah it can be your decision when you're paying for it yeah but she just doesn't make that connection right and like tammy already laments about the energy efficient uh toaster oven i'm shocked that they're allowed to have toaster ovens those are contraband oh we were not allowed to have toaster ovens some people did but it was like totally top secret my roommate had a hot plate which was even against the rules that sounds very against the rules i had a plug-in kettle i definitely you're allowed to plug in kettle and i found mine in the garbage from somebody who didn't want theirs who wouldn't want that I don't know. And it was perfect. And I had it for like 10 years. I just got rid of it. 
Um, like Tammy already makes compromises. She buys a more expensive toaster oven because it's energy efficient because Julie in her like 2010 brain is like, it's the little differences that like make the most impact. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> so like Tammy's already like, she's catering to you. She's doing the best she can as a mom. And this is just one situation where it's like, let's get the bed in a bag instead of this giant thing. And then it, to me, it was obvious that this was not about the, like, yeah. I want to do Vey. Yeah, um, it was about the bigger picture, for and sure. And that scene being cut, like, like we don't know anything about Julie's, like, university journey until, like, later on. And I feel this like... This wouldn't have painted her in a flattering light. It just would... Like, in hindsight, it's interesting. Yeah. But if it had been in the episode... I'm not sure we would still be on Team Julie as staunchly as we are now. And then in the follow-up scene, which is also deleted, was just like Tammy crying. <laughs> just Tammy crying. And in the linen section of Sears. So we're two, and then Coach and like Gracie come and they're like hugging her and Tammy's sad and that like Julie's, Julie's just like going. fucked off. Right. So then we're to deter like surmise that Julie just like fucking fled the whole store after she couldn't get the duvet she wanted and tammy and coach also don't like leave with a cart they just like walk out so like like shopping trip canceled (laughs) yeah except like they're gonna buy gracie like a whisk because she fucking put it in her mouth so they have to buy it but so it was just kind of like a little bit more background on like julie going to school um we just kind of got the like the car send off we didn't really know the like tension necessarily behind that um and that was all in the first ep yeah so the next ep was perfect record and there was a shitload oh yeah that was crazy so perfect Um, record is the episode where they make the mean website with the lion's criminal records yeah um and it's also like Again, they're undefeated and they're going into like the big game with other Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. The oil rig trophy or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so Jason Street is here and does a safety PSA for the team. Right. So that's the first deleted scene. The second deleted scene is where it gets good. I cannot tell you. This should have still been in it because this really like humanizes both of those characters. I would have loved to have this in. It would have just put like another little nugget of Maybe information in my brain. it wasn't allowed to be because it had drugs. I mean, well, if that 70s show was on. I do not want to talk about that 70s show. How was it allowed to be on TV? I hate it so much now. It's like the worst to me. It's like, can't even. Julie is meat shopping Julie's always meat shopping for a fucking vegetarian. She, she sure has to do a lot of most. meat shopping. And she runs into Buddy Jr. at the grocery store and he's stoned and like eating an open box of cereal and basically like critiquing her like hot dog buying style. Well, she's crushing the buns. Because she's apathetic and a vegetarian doesn't care about any of that those hot dogs. So one thing leads to another and then they both end up high behind the grocery store. They're like store. literally smoking a cigarette disguised as a joint or like it's I, a... You don't actually see them smoking. Yeah, they're holding it. They're passing it back and forth. Are They're eating Twizzlers. No, like Buddy's holding like a white cigarette, cigarette looking thing. Okay, I didn't notice. And somehow Julie is like opening up to Buddy Jr. about like her affair with Derek. That is not how i act when i am on weed that's like not how anybody acts that's how people act when they're drunk or on cocaine totally not when you're stoned when you're stoned you're just like like is this weird am i weird are people looking at me yeah like can people tell i slept with my teacher (laughs) that would be accurate she is like lucy goose and just like tells buddy jr like about the whole affair but we learn a lot of things from this conversation especially about buddy if you ask me we we learned derek's 28 we learned that derek's 28 we learned that he gave her a c minus i think we know that from the paper remember but that was was that like her overall grade was ever disclosed though i think it's just in reference to the paper um and we learned that like buddy um like because she's like i shouldn't be telling you this and he's kind of like well who am i gonna tell like and we sort of learn that he is like 
new in town, which we, I think we forget all the time and that he's kind of like an outsider here. So all this time that, you know, Julie spent in Dylan as a young teen feeling like isolated and feeling she doesn't belong. Buddy Jr. is like low key going through that same thing now at this stage in his life. And his only two friends are his cat, are his cat and one of the guys from Blockbuster. I it's, can't wait. We haven't seen a hide nor hair of Buddy's cat. No, that's like probably they're probably were like, whoa, this scene does not follow. Yeah. <laughs> like we need to cut it immediately. There's no deleted scene of a cat. No. But it's just like interesting to me that like they their high school lives kind of like parallel each other and that yeah. they're so different in terms of like their friends or like their expectations of them. I don't know. It was funny and also like enlightening. Yeah, and like they're a funny and cute combo. Yeah, I was like, oh, are they gonna just date now? Like, yeah. please? We're just like be friends and hang out again. That's another thing, like I would have like believed that friendship sort of. I wonder if you know the episode where they get introduced to each other in the school at the church. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be interesting if that scene was after this scene where they had to pretend not to know each other. Ooh, that would have been but fun. But I don't know where it falls. It probably isn't, but that's just my little idea. The next scene is just like a press conference before the game. It's pretty boring. Where basically people are just like asking coach about like, what about those criminals and all these criminal records? And coach just like, he's like, these are the best men I've ever met. He just stands by his man and you know, it's what we knew coach would do the entire time. Um, the next scene is interesting. This must be the episode weird where Billy and Luke form a bond. Um, over Becky, but then also over like playing football. Yeah, like what football being, means to them. Yeah, like aggressive and passionate, I guess. So Billy takes Luke to what I guess is an oil rig. It's some I, kind of construction zone with a really tall ramp. I literally wrote like sand factory question mark because it's like some kind of thing. Um, so they climb up a really tall ramp and Billy peer pressures Luke, even though Luke is scared. And Billy says, you have to face your fear. It's about facing your fears once and for all. And I think Billy like makes up a lie to tell Luke that everyone who's anyone has jumped (laughs) off of this crazy ramp into this pile of sand. Yeah, as like a rite of passage or like an initiation. He's like, I did it. My brother Tim did it. But literally names... Buddy Garrity did it. Names, yeah, like just names like the first... He's only people he's ever met in his life who jumped off this like thing into a sand pile. Um, Um, So it's enough to make Luke also jump. Into Um, a sand pile. And Luke loves it. Luke feels alive. He like flails down the hill it does in like a way that looks like he's dead yeah it's like you like i would get jumping into like a pile of something if like a pile of leaves or like a pile of pillows uh, something feathers where you're like it's a fun thing but when you hit a pile of sand you just like bounce off of it like it's like a rock yeah it might as well be a pile of rocks yeah yeah and so he just rolls down Tiny little rocks and we were just like didn't he just get over his like fucking like hip yeah, injury? This he's is gonna like, be addicted to pills again in no time. But the adrenaline of it all made him like like feel it feels good to be alive. And I guess he learned a lesson about facing his fears and jumping off of things when you're drunk, when your drunk friends tell you to jump off of things when you're drunk. So all in all, a, a good great lesson, lesson was learned. <laughs> um and the next episode, I mean the next scene is short. But it's just Jess um, questioning if Vince's dad knows what he's doing yeah. uh, when it comes to the recruiters. And Jess has had those these little quips yeah. like all season long. This is just one of many that I guess got cut in the process. So not surprised to see that in the mix. Um, the next episode was Fracture, which if you recall was the episode when where they, they were all mad at each other. Yeah, but the team was fractured and also Buddy, Buddy Jr.'s leg. foot. Um, um, but there's only one scene and it's very weird. It's <laughs> coach like reclining as if he's on a chaise. 
Yeah, he's like, paint me like one of your French girls. Basically, as if someone's going to like dip grapes into his mouth. It's to that, the like, point. That's the body language. Oh, everything about it is relaxed and like the, supine. And it's so relaxed that his face and neck are all like one, like in one plane. Um, yeah, his chin has disappeared. Yeah, he's really letting it all hang out. He's very relaxed. Um, and like, I guess it's like some kind of punishment for Vince because Luke, I mean, coach is reading from the rule handbook to Vince as Vince does like mountain climbers. He did like, you know, one of those illegal college kind of rendezvous. He's basically paying for it now. Um, and coach like gives some kind of like, you know, little speech about why it's important, but I honestly was not listening at all. Cause I was obsessed with his body. How could I pay attention to what he says when he's reclining in that way? Yeah. It was crazy. It was really weird. Um, we also saw like a shot, a clean shot of like the branded L on Vince's arm, mm -hmm. which was also important to like the whole fracture episode because like the episode before or like the road trip one, they get those like that brand, they're bonded for life. And then the whole team's fighting like the next episode. So it was like, mm -hmm. to me, it was just like a reminder of like, oh yeah, like this is weird that they're all fighting. It's crazy that they had to like keep doing that like body makeup for the rest of the season just in case they like needed to be on camera yeah. and what we learned about the goddamn cameras being anywhere and everywhere yeah you it really would have to be prepared for anything yeah no matter like every angle of you could be captured at any second um the next episode is don't go which i'm just realizing is we said that was the episode where lila visits him yeah we're it must have wrong. Not have been. totally wrong that's what's that episode called when lila visits tim after the funeral i don't remember me neither you know what i think this is the episode where they think coach might leave where coach gets like the creative oh oranges. and then he like passionately makes a decision to like stay in mm -hmm. dylan or whatever mm -hmm. okay um so yeah this the scenes are are about Buddy and Buddy Jr. The first one is... Oh, it's when they have the... Sorry, the banquet. All about oh, the coach. Oh, right. The, like, the little speeches. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, this, this is, kind of plays into it a little bit because we see Buddy Jr. with his broken foot and when the doctor tells him, like, it's six to eight weeks, you know, in his cast and then all this other shit, Buddy's, like, visibly upset. And his... Buddy Sr. Buddy Sr. In that, like, moment, it's, like, a very, like, emotional reaction to, like, the football season and, like, being able to play football. And Buddy Jr. is sad when he sees his dad, like, not really care about his body but care about football. And then the next deleted scene is Buddy Jr., like, secretly looking at, like, flights home. Yeah, back to California. And then, Because he thinks that his dad is, like, mad at him and, right. like, disappointed. And then Buddy has to, like be like just like provide affirmation and validation to buddy jr that like no like our whole relationship isn't about football maybe like, that's the don't go that's what i'm saying <laughs> it, like every tiny like thing yeah. is about like not leaving someone but, behind like it really is just shocking like what a great dad buddy senior has become yeah, and it's also weird that the whole time Buddy Jr. was thinking his dad didn't like him because he wasn't a football star, Buddy was never really having those thoughts, like, in depth. Yeah. He may have been, like, triggered at the hospital about it, but it wasn't like he was sitting around all day, like, hating his kid for not playing football. It was, like, shocking to him that Buddy Jr., like, thought that that's what was yeah. happening here and he like couldn't make it clear enough that like that's not the case and like you're my son and at the end of the scene they're literally hugging and crying together like that's growth baby that totally. right there this, this is coach like taylor tammy stuff no coach has been stagnant the same set in his ways the whole time he's like dripping with toxic masculinity whereas buddy jr can like just shed that and or buddy can Both shed that them. in once in one second and just be like real yeah we're emoting right now yeah and i am telling you something from the heart that i'm not afraid to tell you i'm not I beating around the bush buddy's hit rock bottom and coach hasn't yeah buddy's had everything kind of like taken away from him and as a result like of his actions yeah 
he like has the opportunity to like reassess and be like, what kind of man do I want to be? What's important to me? It's true because after like the demise of Buddy in like season one or whatever, like, yeah, we never truly see him be that horrible ever again. No, he's never. He's not like a repeat offender in terms of that stuff. Whereas like Coach, repeat, repeat offender. offender, yeah, like serial <laughs> demon. <laughs> Yeah. So I liked these scenes because it was a father and son relationship that was like That was a beautiful. dad, not a dud. Couldn't have said it better myself. And then the final um, deleted scenes. Well, there's just one. Yeah. In Texas, whatever. The, the last, last episode, episode we that did, we just watched. Um, where it turns out that Tammy did tell Julie that she got that job before she she tells coach so when we're seeing her sort of like share the news with julie it's still in her like happy phase like she has yet to be torn down by her fucking stupid ass husband and julie's like happy for her and psyched and it's like that's amazing like that's an amazing opportunity sharing a very happy moment and it's so disgusting how fleeting this it is yeah ripped away from her because like also tammy's like drinking like a nice cup of coffee and they're like snuggled under blankets and Mm -hmm. they're just like having a nice morning and then like the next time we see tammy she's like just guzzling wine yeah and it's just like even when we saw taking a turn next episode like her face is like puffy and bloated a shell of a person yeah i was like hurt when i saw her like and then coach is like oh like (laughs) it's i'm gonna help you you know whatever it's fine we can't wait (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe we have to go out on this note i truly i regret it maybe our goal for the last episode is to find like the one beacon of hope and that is not going to be with like the main characters that we for so long thought it was going to be rooted in like find that one thread of like something positive like even if it's like the dumbest smallest thing to be like this is a like a good message or this is something that doesn't make me want to die yeah i mean i think the show i think the rest of the characters probably are going to be we're going to be hopeful and happy for them it's just this like one central the thing you know, that we're toxic marriage and we're supposed to like relate to this the most this is supposed to be the storyline that's like gonna tug at our heartstrings the most we're not fucking fooled no we're not we're not born yesterday yeah so i already know that like i can't like i can't maybe we'll just turn out loving matt and julie's marriage stranger things have happened <laughs> yeah maybe when i rewatch this because i have not truly rewatched this whole kind of scenario maybe i will take something different away from it than i did the first time who knows who knows matt is so fucking hot now that like i'd probably i would say yes and such a good person his like non-texas accent he's hit rock bottom and he's come back from it too that's the theme get you a man who can do both (laughs) rock bottom and build himself back up rock bottom is like essential it's all the people that have just like coasted through life that create the most damage john ham totally wow dude like look at i know when going back to parks and rec but ben white hit rock bottom and then he became the best person yeah, if you're just allowed, oh my god, Terry Crews, another one. Oh, yeah, okay, I was like, Ted Cruz. No. <laughs> I'm like a it. huge Ted Cruz stan, <laughs> don't mind me. Yeah. Um, if you let yourself, like, actually, because when you're at rock bottom is when you're, like, grasping out for, like, help. So when you, that's when you can actually absorb all the things that people have been trying to, like, make you aware of for so long. It's like all your, like, armor that you or like society have built it's like you're a soft underbelly soft shell crab oh and you can absorb as many flavors (laughs) (laughs) i'm truly dead (laughs) it's a vegan podcast (laughs) 
<sighs> okay, I have to go pee, and then do you want to do a quiz? Oh yeah, we have to do a quiz. To cap up, cap off. Whoa, this um, monumentous episode. We're gonna do a quiz. Um, this quiz is from 2014. That's so long ago. It's crazy. It's like we'll just like, it still exists on the internet. Yeah. Okay, so the quiz is which Friday Night Lights character are you? And P.S. <laughs> the um, like the subhead is clear eyes, full hearts. I hope I get Coach Taylor. No. Yeah. I hope Aaron, I don't. Calvin, you didn't learn anything, did you? <laughs> so do we want to like read the question and then read out all the answers, but then like silently pick our choice? I think we should read the question and then say our choice. Okay. So what's your drink of choice is the first question. Mm. It's hard because I know. I, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm trying to be true to myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I said beer, I guess. I'm going to say... Yeah, like beer if there's no cider on tap. You 100%. Know? So beer, I guess. Pick a color. These are like... They're all ugly. <laughs> They're so ugly. Um, I picked the dark purple. I picked the yellow. Okay. What's, What's your dream city? Um, mm. I'm going to pick San Francisco because it's the closest to LA. I'm going to pick New York... Because it's the closest to here. <laughs> Pick a song. Oh, man. Oh, my God. This is so 2014. Hold on. We're going home. Drac. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a tiny little picture of Drake only in that one square? I don't know. But I'm choosing Drunken Love. Um, I'm going to do Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe by Kendrick because I love that song. What would you eat at a barbecue? Veggie burger. Yeah, we have no choice. We have to pick that. Or or beer. Oh, well, I'm not trying to, like, make myself be Tim Riggins at the end of this quiz. Which president Is would you be? president? Yeah. Okay, just checking. <laughs> After Drac, can't trust this quiz. <laughs> um, this is also 2014, so no one even fucking knew what was going to happen in 2016. They had no idea. Okay, well, all these also, presidents are Also, I don't know trash. anything about presidents. I'm going to pick Jimmy Carter because I think he's still bad but also kind of good i'm gonna pick abraham lincoln for the same reason (laughs) yes what are you doing after the game i assume after football game uh lol committing accidental accidental homicide um i'm gonna say staying in with a cup of tea and a book Wait, should I say that one or having some beers with my friends? Those are both true to you. I know. I'm going to say staying in because what's that going to do? Um, pick a movie. Wait, what'd you choose? Oh, Accidental Homicide. Okay. Pick a movie. Um, James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause, It's a Wonderful Life, Shawshank Redemption. It truly was um, a Shawshank Redemption. I don't know what this movie is with Denzel Washington on the cover. Um... Remember the Titans? Maybe. To Kill a Mockingbird, Vertigo, Eternal Sunshine, Oh My God, Kill Me, Spirited Away, or Mean Girls. Mean Mean Girls. Girls. What's your dream job? And it's a picture of Kyle Chandler, not Coach Taylor. Lol. Um, I'm going to say artists. I'm going to say anything that helps people. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's reveal on three. <laughs> it's one, not even that funny, but it like made mine's me laugh. Funny. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants by accident. We both got <laughs> the same answer. We both got Julie Taylor, which really which was we knew this, the thesis of this whole podcast, <laughs> which really. is like we've come full circle. If this doesn't prove it, I don't know what else will. So the blurb is you believe in true love and that gets you into a lot of trouble. 
You make a lot of mistakes, but you learn from them along the way. Sometimes it feels like you're the only one that cares about culture and you're down, <laughs> but don't let it go to your head. You oh. have a hard time making friends, but the ones you do make are your friends for life. This is also insane because our answers are really different. I know. This is the universe working in magical ways through this 2014 quiz. But also, I will take that line seriously about not letting, like, being woke go to my head because sometimes it's I hard can't not be that to. annoying white lady that's like, nah, 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 nah. yeah, but which you is, have to be, which is totally a Julie Taylor thing, yeah, to be. Yeah, there's a lot of parallels. It's really funny. Um, yeah, wow, I'm taking a screen cap. Oh, good idea. I did not do that. Yeah, I just did the quiz again to make sure that it wasn't like a April Fool's quiz and all the answers were Julie Taylor, because that would be funny. <laughs> but yeah, it truly just is. It's it's our truth. That's well, there you go. So on that note, we're going to wrap this puppy. Um, thanks for everything. We'll see you. Ooh, it looks spooky outside. I know. We'll see you on our next and final episode can you believe of this podcast i know i'm sure we'll get nostalgic then too bye bye, bye.